Holy Spirit, I thank you. You are in control. You are in charge. Speak today. We are listening. Our hearts are open to receive from you. Oh, we thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Lord, hide me behind the cross. Let it be all about you, Lord. Speak, direct, lead, and guide. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Thank you. You may be seated in the presence of God. Isaiah 29, 11, and 12. We are talking about matters of the Spirit. Because I'm finding out that truly anything that is done in the flesh will not last. It's only what is done in the spirit. Isaiah 29 verse 11 to 12 says, The whole vision has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one who is literate who is educated, who went to school, who can read and write. And the vision was given to him to read. And he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. Then the book was given to one who is not illiterate. He didn't go to school, he's not educated. And he was told, read this, please. We need someone to read this, so we can know what is in the seal. What the vision is saying. And he says, I didn't go to school. I'm not literate. The one who went to school that knows the letters, that has a PhD, is a doctor, has a master's degree, went to high school. If he cannot read it, how can I, who didn't even go to school, read it? There is a hidden wisdom that is revealed only to those who walk in the Spirit. There is a hidden wisdom of God that we need to start walking in. And that hidden wisdom is not dependent on what you know here or what you don't know here. It has to be what you know in the spirit man. And it's the spirit man that can reveal that to you. That is why I'm saying everything we do, you and I, we must pull the flesh back and allow the spirit to lead us. Because only him can reveal the hidden wisdom. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 to 11. I'm going to take my time as I read. It says, however, verse 6, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Remember what I said, that God is looking for the manifestations of the sons of God. This wisdom of the Spirit, understanding and walking and operating in the Spirit of God, in the dispensation of the spirit that we are in, it only, it's only reserved for those who have decided they will not be children anymore. So it's not left to us to decide whether we want to mature in the things of God. These end times, there's something God wants to do in every single person. But again, like Pastor Larry was saying today, God has given all of us a will. We can choose to follow him and give him all. And we can choose to have one leg in and one leg out. He can't force us. 
But what I'm talking about today, the hidden wisdom, and you will see why it is hidden. That wisdom is only for those who are mature. Because it says it's not the wisdom of this age. So that means this age has a wisdom. The rulers, of the, no, the rulers of this age, they have a wisdom. The world has a way of telling you this is what to do. The educated ones, those, those in charge, will come and tell you, we are wise, this is what we should do. But the Bible says, that is not the wisdom I'm talking about. He says, because the wisdom of, the, of this age or the rulers of this age is coming to nothing. Everything will come to nothing. That's why the Bible says the things of the Spirit are foolish to the carnal mind. Because they can't receive it. They can't even perceive it. But God is telling us here that once you are mature, you qualify to receive this wisdom. It says, but we speak, verse 7, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. This wisdom is hidden in a mystery. Is the hidden wisdom of God ordained before the ages for what? For the glory of the saints, for our glory. It wasn't hidden away from us. It was hidden for us. And so God made this wisdom, it's in a mystery. And that's why in the Bible, a lot of, when Jesus was talking most of the time, he was talking in parables, and the disciples would go to him and say, what does this mean? And he would have to unveil the mystery to, to them. And he told them, there are some things I cannot tell you now because you just can't understand it. But then he said, when the Spirit is come, he will teach you all things. That's where we are now. That's the dispensation. That's who we are the ones he's talking about. We have the Holy Spirit in us to teach us all things. He says that wisdom was ordained by God before the ages. And it was ordained for our glory. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now verse 9 is when, it's, it's when it begins to get pretty interesting. Because I know every one of us have read this scripture before and we have thought one certain way. He says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So we always think it's going to be in the future. I has not seen, but eventually we are going to see. Ear has not heard. Eventually we are going to hear it. It's not entered our heart now. But you know what? One day it's going to enter our heart. But do you know what? You have it now. You have it now. You have eyes that can see now. You have ears that can hear now. It can enter into your heart right now. Because the Bible says, But God has revealed them to what? To us. He didn't say he's going to reveal them. It's already been revealed to us. But then you have to be mature for you to know what is being revealed to you. Because what is being revealed to you is going to be different from what God is revealing to me. So that your eyes can see what God has in store for you. You can see it now. You can see it and you can hear it now. And you can perceive it in your heart now. He says, for the spirit searches... 
all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So the Spirit of God is able to go into the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is able to go into the Spirit of God and set those things and bring them out and reveal them to you. So it no longer becomes hidden and is no longer a mystery for you and I. That is what the matters of the Spirit is about. He says, 11, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? You're there now, you don't know what's in my heart. I don't know what's in your heart. And it's the same thing with God. There are things God has in his heart for you. That he has planned for you, for your glory, he says. It was hidden for your glory. And the Bible says we are supposed to go from glory to glory to glory. So there are some things as you get to know, the Spirit reveals it to you. Your glory begins to go higher and higher and higher. And that is what draws men to Christ. The glory of God they see in our lives. But he's saying here, you have to be mature. And you have to allow the Holy Spirit to take his time with you. You have to desire this. You have to spend time with The Holy Spirit is called a helper and a comforter. The same word, helper, that the Holy Spirit is called, is the same word when God said he made Eve a helpmate to Adam. That's the same word. So it's in the similitude of a woman. A woman will not just be intimate with you the first day she sees you. It takes time to woo a woman. A good woman. It takes time for a woman to reveal her heart to you. You don't just come in from the street and say, oh, I want to be your boyfriend or whatever. And she says, yeah, no. She's going to vet you. She's going to see how loyal you are. She's going to see what your character is like if it meets what she wants. A woman takes her time, a godly woman. The Holy Spirit is not just going to open up to you the one minute in worship. The Holy Spirit is not just going to open up to you. You read one, you only come to church and open your Bible on Sundays. He has to know you. He has to vet you. He has to know that what he's going to reveal to you, you have the capacity to carry it. I will not give a seven-year-old my car keys to drive, but I will give somebody who is 27 to drive because I know they have learned, they have the capacity. If I have this, a cup of water, and that's all I have, it would be wasteful for God to give me a drum when all I have is a cup. He will only give you the capacity you can handle. And so it befalls us as believers as we mature to expand our capacity. So that God will have more to fill. That the Holy Spirit will have more room. Remember the widow of Zarephath? She was a prophet's wife. She had oil. But it was in a vessel and it was frozen. And she was dying and in debt. But yet she had the oil. And it took a prophet of God to come and say, Listen, borrow vessels, bring more vessels. And give all the oil room to expand. You've kept it too frozen and too in one place. That is what God is telling us. Give room for the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Expand your capacity to receive the things of God. Expand your capacity to receive the things of the Spirit. 
We are in a time now that we cannot afford to... I keep telling you all this. We don't have the time to play games with God. If you want to serve God, serve Him. If you don't want to serve God, that's fine. Don't serve Him. But what God wants to do in these end times, you don't want to miss it. Do you know how privileged we are to be at this time? To be at this time in history? Do you know how privileged we are? And we don't see that. We don't see that. Because there's so much around us fighting for attention. So many words. So many things distracting us. Meanwhile, this is the most... This is the dispensation that Jesus told John the Baptist. He said the least of this of us here is greater than John the Baptist. It is the glory of the saints that the spirit of wisdom wants to unveil. He says in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, he says, The natural man does not receive the things of the spirit, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But God can open our eyes. God can open our senses. God can open our hearts to begin to discern and desire. We can train it. In 1 Kings, I don't want to read all the stories. 2 Kings, sorry, chapter 6. The king of Syria, they were warring against the Israelites. And he would plan and strategize and plan and strategize. And when they go out to war, Every plan they had planned, the Israelites already knew. It happened so many times that he got so frustrated and he called his inner man, the close one. He said, one of you here is, is a betrayer. Some, one of you here is betraying us. Whatever we say here, one of you here goes back and tells it to the Israelites. One of his servants says, sir, no, 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 you don't get it. There is a prophet, there is a man of God in Israel. Everything you say in your bedroom, he hears it. And he goes to the king of Israel and tells them your plan, and that's what's going on. Do you know you can be in that level? You, you, you. You can be walking with God to the point that the enemy will plan against you, you will know it. The enemy will plan against your children, the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. The enemy will plan against your finances, the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. We plan against everything in your life, the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you and give you a strategy to win that battle. But you have to be willing to train yourself. You have to be willing to go in that dimension and walk in the Spirit. Then they came, he was so mad, he says, let's go to that prophet. Let's go capture him, bring him to me. His whole army surrounded the mountain where prophet Elisha was with his servant. And the servant woke up in the morning, was the first to go up and said, oh my God, look at all of those that are surrounding us. He was so scared, he went to the prophet. And that one said, relax. He looked at him and said, you know what? I'm just going to pray that God will open your eyes. So the servant had eyes, but he didn't have eyes. How many of us have eyes that God wants to give us another set of eyes? 
To have eyes that can see. He told him, he said, let me just pray that God will open your eyes. And that was the prayer. He didn't, you didn't see him fasting and all of that. He just asked God, open his eyes so he can see. So that means the prophet Elisha was walking in a dimension that his servant was not walking in. And in that minute, God opened the eyes of the servant and he saw the host of angels that were surrounding the host of armies surrounding them. And that gave him confidence. And then Elisha spoke again and said, Lord, get them all blind. And the whole army, all of them got blind. And the one they came to arrest was the one that took them by the hand. And they followed him. He took all the army of the Syrians to the king of Israel. A man of God, a, a man that was with, that is not even carrying the spirit of God in the, in the, in the measure that we have. And he took him there. And when they got there, he said, God, let, them, let their eyes be open." And they opened their eyes. They were surrounded by the army of Israel. And he says, should we kill them? What we would do? They were so excited. The, the, the prophet said, no. Just feast, feast. Let's feast. Let's feed them. Let's give them food. They fed them, gave them food and drink. They enjoyed and they told them to go. And the Bible says that act alone, the whole of Israel was at peace for many years because they now knew there was a God in Israel. What will God do with you and I when we begin to see in the spirit? When we begin to see things? And I know it's possible. I want all of us when we come here on Sunday, when we come here on Wednesday, come with that expectation for the Shekinah glory of God to come in. We come to church, we come to know the Lord because He has things for us. He has ideas, He has plans. You might be in debt, you might be something going on and He has a strategy for you to use. And when you stay in His, in his spirit, when you are in His presence, He begins to tell you things that might sound foolish, that might sound like the Bible says the carnal mind does not... Listen, He didn't say the carnal mind, the natural mind does not receive the word of God. That is not what the Bible says. He says the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. He didn't say the natural man does not receive the Word of God. There's a difference. You can have the Word of God and you can be quoting the Word of God, but if the Spirit of that Word is not revealed to you, you're just quoting. The Bible says the letter kills, but it's the Spirit that gives life, people. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? It's the Spirit that gives life. If you have a scripture, it's always the spirit and the word. The spirit and the word together. That is the secret we must all if Always the spirit and the word. The Bible says the letter kills. And so you have those that, oh, I'm a word person. I'm all about word, 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 word. I can quote, I've read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation every year. I've read it. Professor of theology. And then you have those ones. All about falling down. All about the spirit, the spirit, the spirit. God is giving them tooth, golden tooth. God is sprinkling feathers. I'm like, excuse me. Because man so long to be spiritual. People want to see 
supernatural. And so some people come to church and because we don't let them see the real supernatural, guess what? They start to double into things that are not supernatural. And so you go to some churches that are just doing things that you just go in there and say, this is not of God. Because it's, they've not taken the word and they've not balanced it. But what do we have here in the Ark Fellowship? We have that. We have the word and we have the spirit. So we're in a position because we are balanced to do exploits for him. We can tell. We, every one of us here can tell. If somebody starts to run around here in the church or comes to the front here, I can tell if that's of the Lord. On the other hand, I can also tell if a demon needs to come out. There are some people that cannot tell. So you go to all these churches that it's all about spirit, spirit, spirit. Everybody's falling down. Everybody's yelling. And they're not able to discern which one is of God and which one is not of God. But for us here, we have been taught enough. We have what it takes. And there's a great opportunity God is laying on us, before us, to be able to help people because we can walk in the spirit and we know the word to back us up. Ah, what's the time? Next week I'm going to tell you all about the lamp and the oil. To, to drive home this point. The oil and the lamp. The spirit and the word. As he was told and explained by Jesus. Giving us the parable of the ten virgins. It is an amazing revelation. Of what I'm trying to talk about. So you better be here next week Sunday. Stand up to your feet. We are going to, I, I just love the presence of the Lord. I really do. I really do. And as we, we start, as they come back and, and, and start just playing, just quietly playing, I really want you, if there's something you want to give to the Lord, if there's something you want to tell Him, this is the house of God. His spirit is here. There are angels right now. Amen. Here that we don't see, but they're all over the place. God is here right now. He's here right now. His eyes are on every one of you. And he wants to give you everything that you desire. And so as we are just in the presence of the Lord, feel free. Come here and kneel down. Give it to him. If you have a need, you want to tell him, just come up. Be free. We have to develop that habit of just waiting and just receiving and forgetting sometimes our clock, forgetting the minutes and the time. Just stay in His presence. It takes, it takes sometimes just giving it all, just letting your flesh, peel that flesh off. Let the Spirit of God in you come forward. So as they just play softly and sing softly, if you need healing in your body, just come out. Sometimes nobody even has to lay hands on you. If you're having depression, and I see that on a lot of people, you're having depression, you feel hopeless, oh, there is hope in God. Just come out here and begin to receive on your own. Just come out here and begin to receive what you want from the Lord. If you're saying, Lord, I'm tired of just living one leg in the world and one leg serving you, I really want God, give me the grace. Give me the grace. I want to live for you. Come out here. You are in the presence of the Lord. There's no judgment. He's here with us. He's here with us. Father, I will thank you. 
Oh, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Yay! Thank you, Jesus. I'm not.